episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. Gonzo. Steve. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, you want a quick basement update? Yeah, tell me what's going on. We got carpet. Yeah. What? It's uh so we're not totally done, but it's getting really close. It's it's a usable space now. It's like when we would go down there and show someone, it's like they'd come up and they'd leave footprints everywhere because it was like construction dusty. But now we got carpet. It's like no more footprints. Yeah, no more footprints. That's <laughs> nice. And I have like so I have my workout space down there. It's like I really look forward to like working out. So it's like I made it so I have kind of like a reward of working out. It's like I can only watch certain shows if I'm exercising. So it's like if I want to watch those shows, I got to be working out. And I like you help me hang that little TV in front of the treadmill. And it's like it's a sweet space now. I'm like, I like it. It's your own little personal space. That's my own little space. Yeah. And I, goals. And we should probably maybe like start recording down there so we're not in the kitchen. Maybe it'll be less echoey with a carpet down there. And maybe we'll. Not with kids up or something. I know. Yeah, we can laugh. <laughs> we can laugh as loud as we want. <laughs> uh, we're still pretty loud. Like heads up, yeah, our, our future episodes might be a little bit louder. Yeah, they'll uh, love it. And I also had another thought. I mean, we're still. I feel like we're doing good in prepping for this half marathon. Yes. Like sending each other our workouts and and whatnot. But I thought, like, I kind of want to do a barbecue after, like, right at like. Probably at the, like at the spot. So, I don't know. And, and if any of our listeners, if listeners want to come out, they, if they don't want to run with us, they can at least like have some of that sweet Jerome sausage out there. Yeah, I was I was thinking that exact same thing. Like I would be happy to just like buy a bunch of meat from Tara, and just anybody that wants to come, I think it'd be fun. I want to do like headbands for people. So like we'll, we'll, we'll get you guys. If you join our little group, I'll get you some like, yeah. Headbands for runners only. Yeah. Runners only, <laughs> but we'll get you some, like some half marathon swag. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. And I feel like, and we were talking about this. I feel like I can now run for one hour without being totally dead. Like, so it's like, I'm, and it feels good. And I, I saw, I, I've lost some weight. I'm like feeling Feeling better? Yeah. Like, well, you're looking good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I never told you this, but when you send me your updates of how far you run, every time you run really far, I'm like, I just need to run a little bit farther. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you've got the farthest run so far, though. I ran half of a half marathon. Yeah. So we've both done like a six-mile run, yeah. right? But I think you were just like a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it, it this was, week, I was just being petty. I was yeah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> this week, I'm going to do a long run. There you go. <laughs> Funny. So we have Bryson Shreve on today, and Bryson and I, we, it's, it's again, like, we knew each other, and I always feel like I have, I have some beef to hash out with him, so I, I think it'll be, it'll, it'll be good to talk to him. Yeah, I have some beef too. Oh. I don't know if he's, a, I don't know if he knows or anything, but I've got something that I'm going to bring is, up with him. This is the first double beef episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, what if he has some for us? I hope so. I love beef. <laughs> I think and I love sausages. <laughs> I just love all meat. <laughs> well, here's our here's our conversation with Bryson. Bryson Shreve here with us. Bryson, how you doing? 
Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. So good. Hey, I, I, I gotta say, you, you're looking pretty good. Have you been like, Thanks. have you lost a little weight or something? Oh, shut up. I've gained a bunch of weight, you turkeys. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Can't you see? You can't even see my neck here. It just goes chin straight to chest. Yeah, but I thought like you've gained a ton and then <laughs> lost a little bit of that, right? No, you don't. You don't even know Gonzo. I have no idea. All right, so we're on Google Meet. So take your shirt off and let me see. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Bryson, I gotta. So I think I think I want to start with beef. I you, okay. usually we would we would catch up a little bit, but I have a I have some beef weighing down on my heart. With, Likewise, with you, Likewise. Uh, yeah, with you specifically. That I think I gotta I gotta get off my chest. It'll make me feel good. So you were you were so funny in high school, like, and I, I'm I'm sure you're probably still funny now. But in high school, you were so funny, and I was like just. Uh, I was really jealous of you. I was like, man, this guy is so funny. And like, it's like, why can't I? I don't know. I was jealous. I was like, I wish I could be that funny. It's like, it, he's probably going to, he's probably going to get a job like as a comedian or something. That's, that's how hey, I thought. So it's Gonzo, like, Gonzo, no joke. I remember when you moved into Eastmont, I was like, English is this kid's second language. And he's still funnier than me. I couldn't even imagine how funny dang. it would be in Spanish. <laughs> my my Spanish jokes are hilarious. <laughs> and the one thing is too is like I'm really good at Spanish accents. I can do a Puerto Rican accent. I can do a Cuban accent. I can do a Spanish accent, like people from Spain. Yeah, Castilian. Yeah, but it's like I it's wasted. I it's like I can't use like there there is one mission companion that I have that like from because we want Spanish speaking, and that's the only time I can unleash like my like Cuban accent and like. He's cracking up. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so happy. But it's like, that's the only time. It's just like, I've got all these bullets in my chamber that never get I to use. I knew Spanish Gonzo would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't worry about your jealousy because I felt the same way about you. All right. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry. I should have, like, you you were hilarious. And instead of just me being happy for you, it's like, man, this guy's <laughs> knocking everybody down with, like, his, like, awesome wittiness. I was like, no, it's like, oh, Shreve. <laughs> you guys. So that's my beef. So we, you feel hashed? Yeah. Yeah, we're made up. All right, perfect. You, how about I go? Yes. All right, let's hear it. So here's my beef with Gonzo. This doesn't really bother me, but it was kind of a funny story. I wanted to see right. if you remember. So in 12th grade, I was the, the video guy, the SBO that did the videos, and... We made a video for Dog Patch where you were like running away in the woods. Do you remember that Mandy and I, we came over to your house and then we went to some woods. Oh my gosh. No, I don't. But... So, <laughs> so we pick you, we pick you up and like, you're just sitting in your living room playing Final Fantasy seven. You're like, yeah, yeah. One minute. Okay? <laughs> it's like, let me save. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you're like, okay, let's go. And we head out and you're just wearing this like, undershirt and you're like i'm cold man so i lent you my jacket <laughs> and then after we filmed it and you went in you're like no i'm keeping this jacket <laughs> and it wasn't even mine it was my brother's jacket 
<laughs> you're just gonna walk away wearing my jacket. You you really try to just keep it. Uh, yeah, that's what probably because I was so jelly. I'm all like, man, this guy's so funny, and he's got cool jackets. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm keeping this. <laughs> Maybe it'll rub off. It's one of those Adidas with the three stripes. Oh arms. yeah, I love Adidas jackets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You know, you know what they say about Hispanics. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> no, what you say? That we love jackets. We get cold. <laughs> Uh, Bryson, I have some beef with you as well. Um, All right, let's do it. So you, your house growing up was across the street from my grandparents' house. Yeah, yeah, Darwin and Carolyn. Yeah, rest in peace, Darwin. And my grandma, she's still alive. Uh, she's a listener to the show. There was a time that I thought it would be a great idea to toilet paper your house. And... I had no good reason to pick you, but I remember a time we parked, I don't remember who I was with even, but we parked in my grandparents' driveway, like back behind their fence, closed the fence, and then we just, tons of toilet paper everywhere. No kidding. I don't remember ever getting toilet paper. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you were there or not, but like we did it and then your mom came out and I think she was like, like anybody would be like, oh crap, like there's so much toilet paper everywhere. Other guys that I were with, they, they like... Somehow they got away without getting caught, but I was the last one there. I'm like, crap, Bryson knows that these are my grandparents. And people were outside in the front yard now, and I was trapped. I'm like, can I jump over some fences through some backyards? I don't know. And I ended up just booking it as fast as I've ever run in my life down the street. And someone chased <laughs> me from your house. Nice. I, maybe it was you. I don't remember. But I've never run that fast in my life. And uh, I thought it would be really funny to toilet paper your house, and I'm sorry I did that. Oh, it's fine. Uh, I think we probably got toilet papered a couple times through the years. And every time it was just like, well, I've got no enemies. So it must have been one of my older brothers, right? Because <laughs> they got tons of enemies. No, I was like, I, I don't know. Like you and I didn't hang out a ton or anything. And so like there was no reason for me to do that other than like Bryson yeah, was no, across the no street from worries, my grandparents' man. house. So I did the same thing to Bart Baxter in, in <laughs> elementary school. I toilet papered his house. Like, I had no beef with him. We just thought, hey, that's where Bart lives. Let's <laughs> but the best, we got away with it. You know how? The next day at school, Merritt Reed goes up to him and he's like, hey, Bart, did you toilet paper my house? <laughs> and Bart, Bart believed it. He's like, no way. I got toilet paper too. <laughs> There must be some bandits out there. <laughs> it like, like it formed a bond between you guys, made you even closer. Yeah, and then Bart was like one of my best friends through middle school and high school. That's oh, that's funny. funny. Kids. <laughs> so, Bryson, catch us up a little bit. I, where hey. are you living now? Do you have kids? Have you? Are you married? Or I know you're in your mom's I'm... basement right now. Is that where you live? <laughs> No, I, I live in Florida. We're just on vacation right now. Let me do this chronologically. Okay. From, you know, when we left high school and I'm going to start with a funny story. So summer after senior year, Sarah Olson, sorry, Sarah, for besmirching your name with this, this story. She was heading off to college a couple weeks earlier than everyone. And the night before or the day before she left, she came to my house to say goodbye. And um, then that night, Merritt 
Reed and Kenny Jones were at my house hanging out and I mentioned it and they're like, Oh, they didn't, she didn't come say goodbye to us. And I was like, huh, maybe she likes me. (laughs) And talking with the two of them, I kind of got psyched up and I was like, yeah, yeah, I think she likes me. And they're like, yeah, you should, you should go try and give her a kiss. So, uh, Spoiler alert, she didn't like me, and she didn't want a kiss. So so we go to Merritt's house, and we get, like, some trinket from his pantry, and I make up some story. I'm like, hey, Sarah, I've got a gift for you. And she comes outside, and I give her this stupid little cookie or something. And then I say, hey, can I have a kiss? And uh, I think she was just, she didn't know. She was unprepared for that, so she was like, "Uh, yeah. But then when I went in for the kiss, she just turned her head. <laughs> so I, I missed it. And the funny part of the story is, though, that uh, while all this happened, Gonzo and Ray Coleman were in her house watching. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Merritt Reed and Kenny Jones were in the back of my car watching. <laughs> hey, so but, these, but good on you for asking. my rejection. Yeah. <laughs> but... I think good on you for asking for consent, you know? It's like, you were ahead of the game there. I'm glad that she turned her head. Like, no girl should have to kiss a guy when she doesn't want to. He put on a good clinic for all the boys of confidence, though. Like, even though, uh, you know, you didn't get what you were going for. I remember remember that day now. Sarah has Yeah, called. so what was your point of view? Do you do you remember I remember now aftermath? now after I remember seeing that and I remember uh, Ray and I cuz cuz I think I I'm pretty sure I had a crush on Sarah and I know Ray had a crush on Sarah. Yeah. It's it's like it, everyone wanted to uh to give <laughs> Dang, he to beat give us Sarah too. like yeah, so we're looking and we're like, "Oh, she rejected him." Yes, <laughs> but I remember. Yeah, so Sarah had called me because her sister was stuck playing Zelda, and it's like, they're like, who do we know that knows everything about video games? So then they just called me over, and I passed that level really quick, and then we we're just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, right. that was a that was just a decoy to get you there, man. But then after the Bryson experience, she was like, "Yeah, maybe I won't kiss a boy for a while." Not until this awesome Christian Thompson comes out and he's like, uh, he's Sarah's husband. Coolest guy yeah. like ever. Yeah. So, and then I hadn't seen Sarah for years. I, I kind of forgot about this story until uh, we were at Adam Watson's wedding. And there she is. And I was like, holy cow, I got to introduce my wife. And, you know, we're <laughs> telling this funny story at Adam's wedding. It was good. Good times. That's so funny. I love that story. I'm That's really, hilarious. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> no problem. Okay, so after that, though, uh, I went to BYU-Idaho for a year where Adam Watson happened to be as well and Daryl Larson. Then I went on, on a mission to Louisiana, Spanish-speaking. So, Gonzo, I've got that in common with you, Spanish-speaking in the States. Muy bueno. Muy bueno. <laughs> Um, after that, I transferred to BYU. I got my bachelor's degree in electrical engineering, master's degree in electrical engineering. I met my wife there too. She was my sugar mama for uh, about a year and a half while I got my master's degree. Nice. And then ever since then, I've been living in Florida, uh, working as an optical engineer. Oh, I should probably mention I have kids. 
I've got four kids, uh, ages nine, seven, five, and two. Wow. That's really nice spacing. Oh, yeah, we planned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How do you like living out in Florida? It's pretty good. I, I honestly miss this Utah climate in the summertime. It's so stinking hot there in the summer. But then when you guys are shoveling your walks and I'm enjoying the swimming pool in the winter, I'm pretty happy. Dang. Plus, Go the ahead. cost of living. You know, the houses here are crazy. Yeah. In the last couple of years, they've gotten out of control. So tell me about Florida. I mean, how's the gator situation? How's the snakes coming through your toilet? Is that like a thing? <laughs> no, the snakes isn't a thing. Gators are, are a real thing. Every neighborhood is like built around a lake because everywhere is swamp. So they, they dig a big hole and they pile up the dirt from the hole around and that's where they build the houses. And then in the middle where they dug the hole up, up that's where the water fills up and that's a lake. So yeah, we, we get gators in the lake occasionally. Usually they're just little ones though, but you don't go swimming in the fresh water. Oh yeah. You could, you could get eaten by a gator, Yeah, but the beach is close one. by. Oh, crazy. So, Bryson, tell us a little bit. Tell us how you saw yourself in high school. Uh, In high school, getting good grades was the most important thing to me, followed very closely by goofing off. Goofing off was was like super important. (laughs) I just love to have fun. It's a little weird. In certain circumstances, I was really quite timid. I remember there was this word processor class that I took where I didn't know anyone and I probably said 10 words the whole semester. But then on the opposite end of the spectrum, in Miss Collister's English class, I didn't know when to shut up. I remember one one day in particular, I was goofing off and Miss Collister couldn't get me to, to settle down. And Danny Stocking turns around and just says, Shreve, shut up. <laughs> and that, that really hit me like, oh... Maybe I'm not so funny. Maybe I'm being obnoxious here. Good life lesson. Thanks, Danny. She listens. Does she? Cool. Yeah. We all need good friends like that every once in a while. Okay, so goofing off. Grades were number one. Is that something that came from you? You wanted to get good grades or like your family was like, you got to get good grades because BYU-Idaho won't take you without good grades. (laughs) There was always an expectation from my mom to get good grades. She, she didn't push it. Uh, she was a single mom. My parents got divorced when I was like nine. And so I had to be pretty independent. Um, you know, I ever since I was tiny, I woke myself up for school. And she never was on top of me for getting my homework done. That was just something I did on my own. But certainly the expectation was planted by her. But she wasn't constantly nagging or anything did your brothers did they get really good grades too and you felt like you were falling along or that my oldest brother did he got really good grades and i thought the others did too but then asking them later in life they're like yeah no i got i got b's sometimes they got good grades but not four o's all the time or anything all right i don't know if you were like the official on the yearbook like the class clown or like the I I was. Funny story, though. I just learned just a couple months ago. I'm not going to name names, but uh, someone on the yearbook staff, they were telling me, like, 
Oh, yeah, no, that wasn't a rigorous survey. You know, we just, we went to a couple of teachers we knew and handed out that survey. And so, really, I think Merritt Reed probably should have been class clown or Ugonzo, but the, whatever classes they happened to go to knew me better, I guess. All for the better, though. I mean, they weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I can put that on my resume now. <laughs> class clown. Official <laughs> fifth, class clown. Fifth place, fifth place in seventh grade high jump. And class clown senior year. <laughs> there we go, man. Out of seven hundred people, that's pretty darn good. You're higher than me. Look, I see a master's on your resume. But tell me more about this class clown thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how you saw yourself then. How do you see yourself now in 2021? I'm, I'm very similar. I still have the same goals and. Um, same personality. I think I've mellowed out a lot. I don't goof off as much, but I, I still, I think, cross the line occasionally at work um, and get a little too silly. When you say you have the same goals, like what, what are some of those goals? Yeah, what so, grades are you getting now? What grades am I getting? <laughs> Straight A's, Gonzo. And my dad still buys me a CD from Media Play every time I get <laughs> <laughs> So my goals now, it's funny. I remember even back like in middle school thinking I got to get good grades in middle school so I can get good grades in high school so I can go to good college, get a good job so I can retire. You know, so <laughs> I'm thinking way ahead. But I, I do have a, a concrete goal of I want to retire at 55 years old and do a bunch of service with my wife. And then just having a family oriented life is a big goal of mine to have a, a good balance between work and life, spend time with my kids. I think that's are, great. Are you on track? Do you think you're in 20 years? Yeah, yeah, I think I am. I've got this spreadsheet and things look good. Nice. I'm pretty frugal, so that helps. If you don't spend a lot, you don't have to save as much. True, true. The math checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you find yourself spending a lot of time with your kids then? What are some things that you like to, to go do with them? Yeah, so living in Florida, we're right by the beach, just a 20-minute drive to the beach or an hour drive to Disney World. Uh, this year, we've got season passes to SeaWorld and Aquatica, which is a water park. And then just being involved in, in what they do with their friends and their schooling and stuff. That's awesome. So you get, to, you get to be pretty present then, like at other different events and whatever they have going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I work a pretty nine-to-five job, so I'm not you know, coming in when they're in bed or anything like that. I get to participate a lot. It's good. That's awesome. I love that because, like, it sounds like a simple, easy thing, but, like, my dad living out of state wasn't around and never came to those things. So, to me, like, just having a parent there or a grandparent there, like, it means uh, such a big deal to me. And I've talked to, like, my nieces about it where it's like, I just want to show up. Like, oh, you're 12 years old and you play volleyball? Yeah, I'll come watch you play volleyball because I think just showing, like, just being present and doing that. I think that's like a huge thing. And so it's cool that, you know, like that's your goal. Like I want to be there doing things with my kids. And so I wish I, wish also, I had a I'm beach just, close by. I'm just lazy. <laughs> so I don't want to work more than 40 hours a week. Uh, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I love that. I wish we had a beach closer by. So I'd probably go to the beach all the time. 
<laughs> Honestly, that's my favorite vacation because it's something. I'm kind of a lazy vacationer too. I just want to like dig my toes in the sand and watch the kids play, or like I'll get up and like do like a sandcastle with them and stuff like that. I'll do that stuff, but it's it's nice to just like lay there and then get too hot, run in the water, come back out. Like, yeah, I just I love the beach. It's like my favorite. We like it. It's fun. I don't surf or anything though. I I really ought to try. Next time you do take some pictures, send them in. You know. Okay, we'll do, <laughs> do you think you'll be out there in Florida like, like long term? Is that the plan, just to stay out there? I guess so. I never. I've always been a real mama's boy, so I always foresaw my future as being in Utah permanently. But uh, just my line of work took me to to Florida, and I've had a few job interviews over the last ten years, and it just always makes sense to stay where i am so i don't i don't really see myself changing jobs therefore i don't see myself moving yeah there you go and, and my kid my kids have a great life here like they're thriving in school they've got a good neighborhood good friends so that there's always the risk that if i plucked them out and moved them somewhere else that maybe the neighborhood wouldn't have any kids their age or yeah. something like that like bigger gators <laughs> yeah, bigger alligators. What lessons have you learned along the way? So uh, I think, I, and I'm not unique in this, I think just the main things I've learned is perspective. You know, I grew up in this bubble and, and now I've lived in a few different places, met a whole lot of different people. And, and hopefully I have a little empathy for, for different people from a variety of backgrounds. For example... While I was a missionary in Louisiana, it, I was assigned to teach Spanish-speaking people. So I met people from all over South and Central America and Mexico. And it really opened my eyes to the struggle of immigrants. And, you know, Gonzo, you've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I just, I love those people so much. They, they're not here freeloading. They're not here stealing our jobs. They are working their tails off. Like, I've got this friend, Luis. Uh, when I met him, he had been apart from his wife and his two small children for eight years already, mm-hmm. just working to to send money home to them. And that was 15 years ago. So he's, he still lives in Louisiana while his family lives in El Salvador. And I really love and respect that guy. And it's, it's sad that, that people think that immigrants are causing uh, a lot of the problems in this country. And honestly, it's... It's easier to it's easy to blame immigrants on things because they really can't defend themselves. <laughs> so it's like it's like hey, I know I know an easy way to like it's like there's this problem. No, it's probably in, immigrants did it. They coming over illegally and causing all these problems. And yeah, it's like it's yeah. easy case though. Healthcare is so expensive. Well, pff, it's probably all these immigrants you know coming in here for all their free healthcare. That's the only reason. They come. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't it couldn't be the billionaires who. Uh, in charge of those corporations. Yeah, so I mean, it's, and honestly, I'm not, I'm not, I, I am an immigrant, you know, but it's like, I, also on my mission, I saw some of the same things, but I saw a bad side of immigration too. And I don't know if you want to, do you want to hear about this? I don't know. Sure. Okay, so, I mean, I see people coming and just like you're saying, coming and working hard, I feel like, um, my family came to to work hard to have a better future, to have a, a better possibilities. 
And a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are coming and working hard and, and trying to contribute, trying to send money back to their families. And I'm all for that. The, the negative that I've seen is that, um, and this, may, this could be also a policy issue because it could easily be solved with policy if it was, if we had work permits, if people to, could come and work right. like nine months and then go back home and spend time with their families. But since they can't and they have to like work these kind of like shady positions, they have to be here and stay here for a long time to try to save up. So a lot of the times people come and they get lonely. They come here and they get lonely and they have a wife and kids at home. Or sometimes a husband and wife comes and the the kids stay with a grandparent. But what I've seen is when like a man comes alone, after a couple of years they get lonely and maybe they get a girlfriend and then that girlfriend gets pregnant. And now you're supporting a family here in the United States and it's you're not working a job to support two families. So the money that you're sending home becomes less and less and you end up abandoning a one family for this other family that you have here. And on my mission, I had met like tons of couples that you're like, oh man, this is a great couple. And like, they have two little kids and like a, a beautiful family. But then they're like, well, you know, I actually am married. It's like, I we can't get married <laughs> because home. I'm married back home. And yeah. you know, I have two other kids and, so it's just like, oh, that that's actually pretty hard, and that's kind, of, that's a little, that's kind of messed up. It's like you've practically abandoned your family. So, and it's it's cost in El Salvador specifically too. It's cost gener almost a generation that has been raised without parents because mm -hmm. so many of their parents have been have come to the United States and left kids here, raised by grandparents that really didn't want to be the parents and. That gang violence has gone out of control in El Salvador and Honduras and things like that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the breakdown of the family unit. So I feel like there is a bad side to immigration. I don't think it's the immigrants itself. It comes from the policy of like not allowing enough of the immigrants to come in to actually fill the demand of jobs that we have in the U.S., Right. Um, so it could be fixed with policy, but it, there is a there is a bad side to it. You know, preach, so, preach, Gonzo. Yeah. So I, I'm not totally like, yeah, it's like I lean li more liberal, but it's like I understand. And I think that's why I like talking about politics, because I feel like there's actually some middle ground that's common sense that can be. Right. Like, yeah. And I don't pretend to know any solution to these problems, but. The point I'm trying to make is that I can hopefully empathize with with people better because I've met them, I've been in their homes and or, seen their experiences. Exactly, or like a lot of people, it's like it's dehumanized. You know, it's like immigrants are this other word, illegals. Yeah. They're illegals. They're criminals. You know, so it's like, whoa, I don't, I don't like criminals. So it's, you know, it it becomes a, a way to dehumanize a, a, a portion of the population. Yeah. You know, Bryson, I, I really appreciate that you bring that up because I think there's a lot of times that we can go into an experience like a mission. It's like, my job is to teach people about Jesus, and that's what I'm going to do. But the fact that you can allow, like, hey, I'm having this experience and see, like you said, growing up in a bubble where things are, a lot of people live kind of like this, and seeing something completely different and letting that affect you and be something that I learned a lesson here to empathize because 
that's a hard thing to witness and you want to feel for these people. And then hearing Gonzo say like these same kinds of things, like the solutions aren't necessarily easy, but like Gonzo said, like it's easy to dehumanize these people that are different and just kind of label them. But these are real life experiences that people are having. And hopefully we can recognize that, have empathy, like you said, and, and let that teach us lessons to hopefully create a better world for ourselves and for our kids uh, wherever we're living. And the more ways that we can have different like points of view, understand how we're, uh, different people come from and and learn to empathize, learn to love, that's that's the the point that we can start then finding solutions because yeah. it, you'll have more a more humane a more humanity more love approach to finding a solution and less you know just trying to please whoever pays you or whatever mm-hmm. cool what other <laughs> lessons agree. have you learned <laughs> that's it you know i i know everything right <laughs> <laughs> that's it hispanics are the best <laughs> only lessons <laughs> no it's all I, gone so, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be that guy that's like oh, the, the only lessons he learned in his life were for two years as a missionary but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna mention another thing so I served my mission in Louisiana and like four weeks after I got there Hurricane Katrina hit and Hurricane Rita hit Dang. and so it was it was really eye-opening to see people have built their whole lives and it's just destroyed in a day. So that was a, a, a very useful lesson for me to not focus so much on stuff because stuff can be gone, but just worry about the people you love and, and that'll make you happy. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Great lesson. Bryson, what's something you're passionate about? My faith, my family and nothing else really that I want to bore this audience with. Pupusas? pupusas you know them yeah i I make pupusas i make a special american version of pupusa where i will put ground beef in it cheeseburger pupusa (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't sound good it's so for for those that don't know pupusa it's a salvadoranian dish it's like corn flour right and they'll put in beans and cheese and chorizo or whatever and then fry it and then they top it with this cabbage, chopped cabbage and salsa, and it's so good. Yeah. I've tried to make them, and they're just not very good when I do it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's not easy if you don't have, like, the, and I, I make them, too. I've just learned on my mission, because in D.C., there's tons of people from El Salvador. Yeah, I, I feel like if you put, like, lots of mozzarella and put a little bit of a cooked ground beef, Cheeseburger pupusa. <laughs> you don't look convinced. <laughs> I don't. No, I'm not. Not at all. Uh, well, I'll send you a recipe. If you, ever, if you ever come over to Gonzo's house, he'll make you one. Yeah, I'll, I'll make you one. I, li- hey, I like you know what I for- You know what I forgot to talk about? Yeah. So at BYU, I was roommates with Adam Watson and, and Daryl Larson. And we had tons of fun times. Adam was there when I met my wife. He was there on our first date. We did a, a triple date. Uh, he was even there when I proposed to her. So it, good lasting friendship of, of someone that I met in high school. Do you keep in touch with them? Yeah. It. What's funny, though, is I wasn't actually that great of friends with him in high school. 
seeing him at BYU Idaho, and then he actually went to Louisiana on his mission too. Oh wow! And I was like, okay, this is destiny. I got to be friends with Adam. So <laughs> that's another uh, guy. That's we, he's hilarious. He's so funny. Yeah. So remember our yearbook? We tied for class clown. Adam and I. Mm. It's funny you say that because when we were talking about that, I was thinking about Adam. I can say that's that. why. It, it, it. <laughs> yeah, Steve was like, Bryson wasn't class clown. It was Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should send him a text and uh, share your episode and ask him to be on. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Do you have any other um, any other funny memories you want, want to share? The funniest thing, in my opinion, that happened at Jordan High School was the Mr. Jordan Assembly... You know, Merritt and Kenny, their whole thing was so funny. Their costumes and their dance. They danced to that car song. But during the swimsuit part, you know, they've got these ladies' swimsuits on, <laughs> snorkel gear, and, and flippers. And Merritt stops at the first turn and he blows <laughs> on the snorkel and paper confetti shoots. <laughs> that was the funniest thing i've ever seen i think those guys were funny and i think i think that's why i love to goof off so much in high school is because Merritt was my best friend growing up other little kids they had baseball or they did football but Merritt and i our thing was just goofing off that's all we ever did yeah i love that guy i'm gonna he'll i'll get him to come on the show yeah does he listen to the podcast he will now. Hey, Mary, do you listen? Send in a voice memo. <laughs> Bryson, right. it was it's so good seeing your face. So good talking to you. And so good that you we too. hashed this beef. I feel like yeah. I, I feel so much lighter after saying like that. Uh, sorry, sorry to be jealous. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> hey, and I want to say something to the audience. If If you are feeling like nervous about coming on, let me tell you about my experience. When I first got on with these guys, I don't know what, I like seized up. I couldn't talk. I was so nervous. I felt like a job interview, but Steve offered to take off his shirt and all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It really calmed me down and uh, they helped me through it. You know what? That offer stands for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm glad that you said that. And it's been a great experience. And I hope that anybody that comes on would know that we just... I mean, we don't get anything out of this. Like, we're not doing this for money. We're not doing this. It's just, it's been really fun talking to people that had different friends, different things, and it's been been great. And so, yeah, like, if there's pressure or if there's anxiety, I mean, Gonzo is this amazing editor, and he makes things sound really good, and we just have great discussions. And so I'm happy that this happened. This episode brought to you by Casper Mattress. <laughs> yeah, we don't get anything out of it. And, uh, just for the fun. <laughs> I thought this was one big West Jordan dental ad. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the episode, whatever's on Gonzo's mind. For the, you might ask him a million questions I about teeth. I got this teeth. thing in my teeth. <laughs> I think he was just I looking do... for some good advice, you know? <laughs> so I have my appointment on Wednesday with West Jordan Dental. Steve. <laughs> You've been talking about this gap in my teeth for, like, weeks now. Can I get that implant? (laughs) We'll talk about it later. (laughs) Hey, you bring in enough uh, advertising dollars, he'll do it for free. Oh, yeah. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we accept donations. <laughs> I'll put my Venmo there at the end of the in the show notes. <laughs> that's funny. Oh shoot, that's funny. No, I it's it's fun. I love getting together with Gonzo, but I love getting together with everybody. Like for you, it's been great just being able to see you and just chat with you, and and uh, it's been a mixture of funny and and also we have grown up. It's fun to see. In my mind, it's just, I always remember you as being just super goofy, and it's really fun to hear how your faith and your family are really important to you, and, like, that's your answer. Like, I'm passionate about those things, and, like, there's no doubt in your mind, and you, I can just tell. Um, and so, it's been great to be able to see, you know, you're still funny, you're yeah. still goofy, but Thanks. you've grown up, you know, and that's, that's really fun to yeah. be able to see. You got that spreadsheet, you'll make it 55. Oh, yeah. Retire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come join me, guys. Yeah, hopefully the market holds up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. Yeah. So it's easy for me to say I'm on track because we've had this phenomenal market in the last 15 years. He's like, I should yeah, buy a bunch know, of Dogecoin mm-hmm. back in February. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't have a downturn. Which I don't know. My nose says it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Gonzo's nose says a lot of things. Bryson, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it was great seeing you. It's it's great talking to you. And now you have uh, you can get Borgmeier off your back uh, yeah. about being on the podcast. Okay, and I'm gonna nag a bunch of people to come on too. Oh, thank you. Well, have fun, um, have fun with your uh, family, and have Travel a good night. Safe. Yeah. Okay. All right. See you have guys. Have a good night. Bye. Gonzo, we just finished talking to Bryson. What are your thoughts? Uh, man, he, I can tell that he's changed. Uh, in many ways, he was, he was the same. He's still a cut up and... He's super witty. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's always been that. He's always been so sharp and so quick. But, but I can also see that he is, he's a much more thoughtful person than he was. And that's, and I think he mentioned that he said like, sometimes he didn't know when to shut up, you know, he would move from funny to annoying or to, uh, and, or disruptive. And, and he's like, Oh, I still even cross that line. But I think when he was in high school, he didn't know there was a line, you know, it was like 24 seven. It's like, whatever pops into my head that I think is funny, I'm going to say it. And that is, I think that's a good lesson. And then I thought it was so interesting, like that he's gotten nervous. And I think that's probably the, that comes with also growing up and having maybe more things on your mind than, than you would as a kid. Uh, overall, it was great. I, I'm glad I got to say like, you know, I was, I was jealous of him because he was so funny. I thought if, if, if someone from my high school would end up in like on Saturday night live, it would be Bryson because yeah. that guy was hilarious. So no, I remember when he would like make all the videos our senior year. Like, yeah, he would just come up with funny stuff, and uh, yeah, always super funny. Yeah. Still is, still is, and a good guy. I'm I'm glad that uh, that he has no hate for immigrants. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all learned a lot during that. Yeah, he seems very thoughtful, very grown up, and I I appreciated that. I think that it was a good episode and. I'm looking forward to hopefully staying in touch with them a little bit more. Yeah, me too. I think that's been the fun thing. It's like hopefully it's to reach out to people that were just on the peripheral 
and you know Bryson we weren't we weren't friends I mean we were always like kind of around each other but we didn't really hang out or spend much time together acquaintances yeah yeah we were just acquaintances um but so it's good to catch up to see that he's doing well he's like got his life planned um I hope he makes that 55 retirement that'd be sweet I'm sure he's he's got a spreadsheet yeah, he's, on he's his got way. that spreadsheet <laughs> Well, if you would like to be on the show, um, like Bryson said, we'll, we'll, we'll treat you nice and uh, we'll take good care of you. Send us an email, jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram or on Facebook, whatever. Uh, we'd love to talk to anybody and we look forward to continuing to do these as long as people want to come on and do it. Yeah. We've got a phone on us. We'll, we see it when you send us a message. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.